Welcome back to the Leading Tomorrow podcast series. I'm your host, Denise Hummel, and I'm so excited to be joined by my guest today, Tara Powers. Tara is a best-selling author. She's a keynote speaker, an award-winning leadership and DISC expert, and, and she's a crusader against ineffective employee engagement initiatives and leadership training. Her leadership programs have been consistently recognized as an award winner for HR.com. Tara is also a judge for the coveted Brandon Hall Excellence Award, uh, recognizing the best organizations that have successfully deployed programs um, in learning organizations. And she speaks nationally on vital topics such as the importance of human connection, resiliency, and emotional agility, as well as creating effective and cohesive virtual teams. Her popular and timely books for Wiley's include Virtual Teams for Dummies and Working from Home for Dummies, both uh, which focus on success strategies for the new reality of work. So basically she knows just about everything there is to know about remote work, which is exactly what we need to hear about today. So Tara, yes. I'm very excited to have you join us. Thank you. I am very excited to be here and appreciate the opportunity. So uh, the first question I'm going to ask you right out of the box, because now, you know, with everything that's have been going on with, you know, the, the, the pandemic, virtual work is, is a reality for all of us. But you were into this way more, uh, you know, w way before this was ever a thing. And, you yeah. know, obviously, remote work has always been part of our working life, at least in, in, in our generation. Uh, but how did you get into this to begin with? Well, first of all, I have a, a, my own company with a small team. Uh, there's about nine of us. Uh, and I have been working remotely since I started that company in 2001. So I myself have always been a remote worker. And so has my team. They all We all have worked remotely. I actually have two people on my team who I've never met who've worked for me for over five years. Um, so we've just, you know, figured out a lot of this stuff on our own, but about seven, I guess it was probably seven or eight years ago, some of the large companies that I was serving in particular, even some of the uh, government uh, industries that I was working with, they were starting to move a lot more towards hoteling because they were running out of office space. And so they had people that were telecommuting part-time, or, you know, working from home part-time, and they were struggling. They were really struggling, like, how do we keep people engaged? How do we make sure, you know, we are engaging in best practices if half of us are in the office and half of us are remote? And since I was working with their leaders and teams at the time, uh, that was a question they asked me quite often. And I finally said, you know, I don't have, an, other than my personal experience, I don't have good data uh, to make sure I am supporting you in the right way. So I hired an industrial psych uh, psychology firm to put together a study. And we did a research study over a period of six months. Uh, and we collected data on what makes virtual teams effective. And we got a lot of great information. I started speaking on that topic and published, we published a white paper on it. And that was when um, Wiley found me and said, hey, would you help us write this book? And then I did more research. I interviewed tons of companies that were working 100% remote uh, at, for the book. So I just really kind of put myself in the whole virtual world and learned a lot about what works and what doesn't. Well, I mean, you know, and, and obviously based on that, your popularity in this area just grew and grew to the point where I think you're the go-to person 
you know, when, you. when companies want to know about effective uh, teaming. And that has, of course, fueled your data and fueled yes. your research, which, you know, now I think, you know, as far as um, we're concerned, you're, 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 you're more on top of it than you ever have been. Yeah. Um, you know, um, when we, when COVID happened, I immediately reached out to a lot of clients and said, hey, I know many of you are working remotely for the first time. Let us help you, right? Let us help the, your leaders. Let us help your teams. And I was, I did, I think I did the first week, everyone was working from home. The first two weeks, I think I did 12 to 18 webinars. I mean, I was doing like two or three a day. Uh, but what was interesting about that is we collected all the data that employees were putting in chat, right? Like what is stressing you out? What are you worried about? What is their, your biggest obstacle to overcome working from home? So we, we are right. We started just collecting all of this additional data um, on top of what we already have, uh, and and it included, you know, this whole kind of stressful situation, like how did the data change now that we were being forced to work from home? So, right. yeah, so we've, how we've learned a lot. Changed. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I definitely want to know about that. Yeah, how it's changed? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think... The biggest difference, there's a couple, but number one, I think one of the biggest differences is that people have been forced to work from home that didn't choose to do so, exactly. right? So yeah. before all this, most of the people who I was working with were like, sign me up. I want to work remotely. I, no I you, know, commute, you know, yeah, it's, it's totally for me. Yeah. Right. So the biggest issue I noticed in the beginning was a lack of embracing uh, best practices for engagement. Uh, virtually. So yeah. people were still very kind of, um, they wanted to keep their personal life personal. They did not want to put on their camera. They did not want people to see into their homes. They did right. not want, they were worried about their kids running by and their pets running by. And so that was actually an obstacle that needed to be overcome a, a, a period of, you know, really getting comfortable with technology um, this way. I think the other big challenge was just recognizing that we have to be more intentional about connecting uh, as, as socially uh, because we don't get to do that in the office. I can't go out to lunch with you or grab a cup of coffee or come over to your desk. And so a lot of the teams I was working with didn't, they were forgetting that we have to now be much more intentional and thoughtful about how we connect. So right. those were probably two of the biggies. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that helps. And, and, and the thing that you've actually, um, you, you brought me in touch with a, with a few issues that I hadn't really thought of. You know, I'm, I'm mostly interacting with, with leaders as opposed to the rank and file. So I was kind of think of it, thinking of it from their point of view, you know, they have to adjust to, to everything, including hiring virtually and performance management virtually. And that's where my focus was. And I was also kind of happy because I thought, okay, now that we're stuck with this COVID thing, that's going to make inclusion more top of mind, which as you know, is, is, is my passion. Yeah. And, and uh, because basically if leaders are not able to create a sense of belonging, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be somewhat fatal. Uh, yes. so, so there were a couple of unexpected things uh, that, that happened in that regard. But you also got me more in touch with, you're like, yeah, Denise, you're, you're, you're right on. But what you may not also be um, realizing is that 
for these younger professionals who, uh, you know, maybe don't have uh, anything but their bedroom to, you know, to work out of their computer, don't have a separate office, you know, they're dealing with another whole uh, set of, of, of challenges, right? Yes. Yeah. So a big uh, shift for people who might live in an apartment, live with roommates, right? Millennials who, who maybe, um, you know, they, they are still, uh, maybe they're sharing a house with roommates or just got married. They have babies at home, pets, all of those things. Uh, it was hard for some people to recognize the importance of designating a workspace. Um, and this, this is another really important uh, aspect of being effective working remotely is that we have to transition into work and transition out of work. And so how you do that matters to your brain, right? It matters to your stress level. It matters to your focus, um, your engagement levels, all of these things that we worry about when people work remotely. Um, we have to be a lot more self-directed in terms of how we set up our workspace, you know, even if it's at the kitchen table, but that when we are sitting there, we're at work, right? And we're not laying on the couch, laying in our bed, those type of things. So yes, there was a learning curve. Um, I think that is that has happened for people. Um, maybe some people are still learning, I'm sure, but definitely a switch for some people and, and somewhat stressful, right? You know, if you, especially with this work life, I don't even call it work life balance anymore. I call it work life integration because that's right. truly what it is. Right. Uh, uh, so, so in that regard, what are some of the most important skills required to be successful in a mostly virtual environment? Yeah, uh, probably one of the most important that we're, I, I would say too, is adaptability, right? That has been huge right now and resilience, mm -hmm. um, especially in the midst of the pandemic, the resilience piece I've worked a lot with companies on this because people are feeling the up and down emotional wave of the unknown, right? We're in what we call a VUCA environment, which I'm sure you've heard of before, but VUCA stands for a volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous environment. And that doesn't, you know, we don't see that changing anytime soon. Right. So we are, I, you know, I'd like to say we're kind of working under this blanket of anxiety and some days it's lower and some days it's higher. That unknown is just always there. Uh, and so that ability to ask for what you need, be adaptable in the moment to what's going on for you and for your team members um, is really important. And then really working on building our resiliency muscles. Like we all have resiliency reserves, um, but we need to tap into those. And so I've definitely been doing a lot of work uh, helping people remember, you know what, you've probably faced challenging situations before. Who are your support systems? What are the things that you said uh, to yourself to help you get through it? You know, are you in a fixed mindset? Are you in a growth mindset? How are you? Uh, what are some of the benefits that have come out of working remotely, even if you didn't choose to do so? So yeah. there's a lot of things that I think we can uh, recognize are important skills to bring to play and people have them. They maybe just don't, you know, it's kind of like riding a, you know, riding a bike for the first time. We got to, we got to, 
tap into those reserves and remember that we have these resiliency muscles and we can be adaptable. Um, we have to ask for what we need, make sure we all have a voice when we're virtual, I think is really important. Yeah. You, you mentioned before too, that, you know, obviously when you're, you're in the same work environment, it's so easy to just, let's pick up a cup of coffee or let's, uh, let's go out to lunch. So how are team members in particular going to uh, establish uh, strong connections when they aren't face to face? It seems like to some extent, you know, we're so isolated that it's even more important to strengthen your connections. And I did say team, team members, but it's not just team members because we have to keep those relationships strong with our clients as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's interesting because before COVID happened, I was actually doing some more research on human connection and how important that is. I think you mentioned that in my bio. Um, And I'm sure this might not come as a shock to a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, but there, before COVID, there was, and still is, a loneliness epidemic happening uh, around the world. There's a lot of actual research out there right now about loneliness. And even when we were in the workplace, we could feel lonely even when we were surrounded by people, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And unfortunately, moving to a virtual and remote work environment can has only exacerbated that problem if it existed already. And so we have to do a much better job as leaders and as team members, making sure that we are not just having meetings that are business, right? About uh, progress updates or deliverables or solution focused or making decisions. We have to intentionally schedule meetings that are for specifically social connection team building, and then also another type of meeting, which is just, let's just, you know, we're going to all meet on Zoom today from one to three and just work together, right? Like we used to do in the office. There's not, we're not really going to be meeting for any specific purpose, but we're just working together side by side. If someone, you know, if I want to chat something to you, I can do that, but we're just together. And so, you know, we really have to think intentionally about how we're creating those uh, moments of connection um, because people are really lonely. And especially if they're single and living alone, you know, at home alone, um, this is a, can be really a problem. Now I have a team member who is single and lives, she has a cat, uh, but I've checked in with her much more often um, than I used to. And she's reached out to me today, actually, and, and a couple of weeks ago and said, I'm really lonely. I'm And so I'm like, hey, let's schedule a happy hour and, yeah. and um, just check in and see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to have a real pulse on how people are doing. Um, you know, we have great technology tools. I always recommend if you're leading the meeting, just quick put, put a quick poll up there. You know, what's your energy level right now? How are you feeling today, right? What's right. challenging you today? Just yeah. to get a sense for where is my team today so that yeah, I, I can I, follow up with people. Yeah. I remember like when we were exploring and, you know, in addition to your, to your book, um, we were, we were talking together and you have some great assets and, and you know, it, by that, I mean, actual like PDF checklists and all that. One of the most significant ones, uh, well, at least the one that that I liked the best was these, you know, very basic but significant questions, Mm -hmm. you know, for managers to ask their team members. Can you 
recite a couple of them? Yes. Or? Yeah. One of the most important is just how connected do I feel to my manager this week and how connected do I feel to my team this week, right? Are we spending enough time um, doing non-work activities or having non-work conversations. And I have done this when I do webinars and it is amazing to see the difference in opinion on a single team where some team members go, yeah, I'm good, right? I, I have enough connection with everybody. I feel good. And some team members are really struggling. And so an important thing to note is that you have to, in a virtual environment, you're going to have a whole range of how people feel about how connected they are, how much more team time they need, one-on-one -on -one time they need. Everybody's going to need something different. We have to recognize There was that. another one that was kind of like, I might be misquoting this, but you know, how can I help you or how can I make your life better sort of thing that. Yeah. What do you, what do you need from your team or your manager mm -hmm. that would um, help you be more engaged? Right. right, like right. on in our meetings or just in your work day to day, because right. um, for some people, you know, one of the important skills. Back to your question on some of the most important skills working remotely is self direction. Right, right. we have to be self directed, and for some people, that is something new. How do like they I, how, do, how do they do that though? How do they develop that muscle? It, you know, it, it doesn't come naturally for everybody. No, no. So I think one of the things I recommend is that you really have to get better and your manager I think you do this as a team if at all possible in let's set some team priorities and individual priorities and let's engage in in really coming up with what what can I get done and and what can I deliver by when what support do I need and when should we follow up and check in to make sure I'm on track right so you're putting together kind of a plan that maybe you didn't do before, right? You're, and, and that should happen regularly, weekly, perhaps um, in the beginning, until people start to feel more confident about their plan and sticking with it and asking for what they need and getting the help that they need. Right. But uh, it is, it is self-direction is really an, an important skill that people can build. You know, yeah. it's interesting, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> so, you know, part of it too is just, really sitting down and thinking like I, the, for the first time in my life, um, you know, I have hired people completely virtually. Like you said, don't, don't see them having to do the performance evaluations uh, virtually had to do all of the onboarding virtually, which, which forced me to be, you know, more creative than I have ever been, you know, in terms of finding uh, onboarding solutions, um, not just, you know, presentations and the like, but how is this team going to get to know this new team member? How, how can I foster a sense of belonging? I, I, you know, I had to make sure that I was talking to them about our, you know, cultural values and how they manifest themselves in order mm -hmm. to create culture from a distance, right? Yes, yes. I yeah. mean, and you know, it's important. It's so interesting because some of the things that we recommend that teams and companies do when we were in, you know, in IRL in real life, we, we call IRL. it IRL. Yeah. In real life. Isn't that funny? Uh, but some of the things that we would recommend we did that, you know, when we were in the office are not that much different when you're virtual. So, you know, with your onboarding idea, um, 
I've recommended like virtual road shows for that new person, right? Where they are meeting each of their team members. They might have specific things that they're talking about and questions that they're sharing. I, I highly recommend some type of uh, style or personality assessment so you can get to know each other and how you work and communicate yeah. what you need from each other, right? That's so very important. Uh, and then uh, there was something you mentioned right there at the end that you were doing that where you got creative. What did you just say? Oh, just in, in, uh, in, in terms of the cultural values, you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the other things that I recommend is, of course, you, you talk about the values and how they manifest, but that your team gets super creative and innovative about how do we recognize each other virtually when we see people living those values out loud. And that can be really fun, right? You can do all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, there's a lot of cool gaming apps that you can use that people can send, you know, little um, badges if, if someone's manifested a particular value out loud or lived it out loud. And then once you collect so many of those badges, you get to turn it in for some kind of, you know, prize, gift card, day off, whatever that is. So you can get really creative. I mean, we have all the tools, tech, you know, technology has provided us with unbelievable amount of resources to make this work. We have to be more intentional about doing it. Let me ask you a question because you're a DISC certified. Well, first, first of all, but you know, before you answer it, make sure that you tell our audience what DISC is and sure. what the purpose is. But I am curious, uh, once you level set and set some context, um, has your job as a DISC uh, certified professional changed as a result that, uh, of this virtual environment? It hasn't, uh, I have well, not. Start, I, start, with, start with what DISC yeah. is. Okay, yeah. so yeah. DISC is a, a, a personality assessment that helps you assess your uh, style, your style of communication, your style of processing information. And this is hugely beneficial for team members to know about each other. And there's four styles, four main styles, D, I, S, and C, right? So we have someone who's super direct um, and to the point I have I no who, idea. What I don't either. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, there's the I or the influential style that tends to be, you know, someone who can be very chatty. They like to really be brainstorming and on, on the team. They like to sell ideas and get people excited. Uh, you have an S style, which is much more of a calming presence, right? They're very steady. They never get their feathers ruffled very, very much. You can always depend, very dependable. Uh, you can count on them. And then you have your C, your conscientiousness style, which tends to be the analytical data, give me all the details person. What I have noticed in a virtual environment is one of the things we have to get better at doing is writing down and summarizing things that we have talked about in meetings or we have discussed. This is really an important, uh, if we haven't recorded, and honestly, people don't go back and listen to recordings. Let me, let's just put that yeah. out there, right? Yeah. Um, so it's super important as a team, we get better at writing things down. How was that related to the DISC assessment? Yes, it's yeah. related to the DISC assessment because if you think about how a D, a direct person, is going to want information, how do you want it, Denise? If I'm going to send you a summary, what are you looking for? I'm looking for bullets, man. Don't give me anything long. No. So yeah. when I write things and I'm going to disseminate this to my virtual team, I need to make sure the bullets are at the top, 
the details at the bottom, right? So I'm like covering all my bases, right? And I'm thanking people for their involvement. I'm recognizing those who contributed, um, that every style is getting what they need to make decisions and move forward. Okay, I have another question for you now. Um, in this virtual world, is, um, is the DISC especially relevant in, 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 in this sense? If we're trying to establish rapport, rapport, let's say, you know, let's say you and I are on the phone with a potential uh, client and we can't take them out to dinner. We can't mm -hmm. take them for coffee. We can't go visit them and, you know, hop on a plane. Yeah. Um, will it be important for us to be able to uh, understand their style and try to mirror that, you know, in some, some way? Absolutely. Be highly attentive to the personality yeah. style on the other side. Uh, yes. So what we're talking about goes back to adaptability and emotional intelligence, right? If I am going to be trying to make sales calls virtually, uh, do business development virtually, I have to be able very quickly to pick up on cues that the person at the other end of this camera is giving me right. so that I get down to the information that they want and need to make a decision or move forward or build trust, right? That's what I'm trying to do. Right. So if I was talking to you, for example, I would pretty much very quickly be able to pick up that, you know what, you just want bottom line information, cost, time, when can you get it to me? What's it going to do for me? That's it, right? I don't really need any of the other stuff. If I'm working with someone who's more conscientious, I might send them information about the product or service ahead of time so that they can prepare their questions. They can be thoughtful about what they want to ask me. Okay. I'm building that trust up front. So yeah. yes, disc all, of, all of those things are important in, Huge. in, in uh, sorry, IRL in real life, <laughs> yeah. but even more so um, in a virtual environment, I would yes. Absolutely. We have to be, in order for us to be more adaptable, we have to build our self-awareness of our style and be able to read very quickly other people. Because uh, it, if, if we don't have the camera on, we're losing body language, right? So then I have to be able to try to pick up on their tone of voice, pace, things that they're saying, things that they uh, seem to be caring about, they're asking me about. Um, and, and it's hard, right? Unless we've learned this stuff or we have tools that help us build that self-awareness, it can be, people can struggle for a long time if they used to, you know, they're used to building those face-to-face -face relationships and now they're doing it over a phone or a screen. So any kind of tool that can help people become more self-aware and pick up on those cues is going to help them be more successful. I could really, I could really see that. Now yeah. let's, let's get kind of to you. Um, so, so you're a business owner. Uh, how are you adapting your offerings and, you know, and, and the way you serve client to, to meet this changing uh, workplace landscape? Yeah, so we are really looking at taking all of our programs to how do we move them to a live virtual environment, number one, and it doesn't mean we won't continue to offer them in person, but you know, we just, again, we're in this VUCA environment, we have to prepare for all options. And so we're looking at a variety of platforms of how we do that. We're also, I think it's really important. And it's, you know, if you look at any of the research that's coming out of training and development, which is my world, um, micro learning, just in time learning, uh, providing people with 
information at their fingertips um, that they can find instantly is really important. They can't wait for a workshop. They, they you know, they can't ask their, they can't yell over to their, uh, you know, neighbor sitting in the cube next to them anymore or ask their manager to come over and show them something. So anything we can do to help put learning and information into people's, um, you know, hands as quickly as possible is going to be uh, really important. And it allows people to be self-directed, which goes back to what I said, how important that skill is in a virtual world, which has led us to, uh, you know, working with you on the remote teams virtual coaching app mm -hmm. so that we can provide remote workers with a just-in-time learning application, you know, where they can look at what are the important skills that I need to be thinking about in a remote world that help me stay engaged, that help me uh, be more collaborative virtually, uh, build relationships virtually. So, of course, you know, understanding styles is a piece of that. Um, managing this work-life integration that we've been talking about, and of course, running effective virtual meetings. So when we think about some of the things we're doing on a regular daily basis, we want to make sure people have at their fingertips learning and development and tips and tools exactly when they need them, which is, uh, you know, part of where we're moving our business. Right. So, uh, you know, just in case some of our, our listeners, because a lot of our listeners know us when we were building the Inclusion Virtual Coach app and they don't realize that we've become, you know, revwork.ai because of the success of, of that behavior change uh, tool. But yeah. tell us a little bit more. And by the way, we're honored that you're working with us. I'm, I'm sure you know that. Um, uh, we love it. I love it too. Um, so <laughs> tell them a little bit more about um, how that tool actually helps to reinforce the behaviors that that are going to make people successful in this remote world, just so that they have some a little bit of context for it. Right. So kind of going back to the beginning of our podcast, I've done a lot of research on what makes virtual teams effective and what helps remote workers and on a remote team be effective. You know, we've taken all of that data, what we know works, all the interviews we've done with teams who have been doing this for years and really kind of, um, culminated into really five key focus areas, which are staying engaged, being collaborative, building relationships, uh, work-life integration, and managing meetings. And within those focus areas, we have a, a bunch of topics that we provide coaching on. And this is all on an app that you can, if I need, oh, I'm going into a virtual meeting, let me look at some of these key topics that I know are going to help me be effective if I'm leading that meeting or be an effective participant in that meeting. What are some best practices? Um, and within that app, they can look at just some basic tips. So for that D style, they got just the bullets if they need them. And for the people who want more support, there's videos, podcasts, uh, additional articles that they can read to really get the support that they need. And as they go through the app and use it, there's opportunity to self-reflect on their learning, set goals if they'd like to, and also um, as they interact with the score, they get some recognition around their interaction. So they're, they're getting actually a score on their effective remote teaming abilities. So it's a really amazing app that is, I consider it a return and learn kind of strategy where we can continuously come back and remember things that are important, 
look up best practices, put them into practice, and then reflect on how did it go for us? What do I want to do differently the next time? And it's right at your fingertips, right? Just in time, kind of micro learning at its best, in my opinion. One of the things that I, you know, I love working with all our SMEs because the only, the only SMEs we, we work with actively um, are the, the top of the top and, and you are um, definitely one of them. But in addition to everything else, you know, you're, you're a learning and development specialist. So, you know, it's such a, it's such a give and take to, you know, to, to, to learn from you and, and, um, and the, the assets that you have decided to use you know, specifically for the learn more but, uh, uh, button, you know, and t- are, are so varied so that everything that we're trying to do uh, with the virtual coach, which is basically to meet the learner where the learner is mm-hmm. on, the, you know, in terms of their learning style, we can really pull that off so effectively, you know, with your content, because you do podcasts, you do videos, you do checklists, you do all this stuff. Yeah, and yeah. so we, we, we know that using our technology that you're hitting every sort of um, learner. So I think, you know, in that respect, we're, we're very, very fortunate. Um, how do you think, um, you know, all the practices that we've been speaking about today are going to influence the future of work and, and, and also professional development um, practices, you know, in a, in, a, in a future forward manner. Yeah. I mean, I think we continuing to provide learners with just-in-time learning as they need it and making it personalized to their needs, like you just said, like we got to meet learners where they're at. That is going, I mean, it's already important, but that is just going to be the way learning happens, right? We are going to have to meet individual learners where they are, um, and that's going to just continue to be more and more important. Um, The other piece, of course, is AI uh, and how important that is becoming in the learning world. Uh, And as you know, you know, one of the, one of the pieces of technology that's built into the app is uh, as you like certain topics or certain content, it provides similar things, right? So the app actually is learning with you, which is super cool. Um, And again, it's just in time. So I think- That's what AI is, right? right. AI is is artificial intelligence. It's becoming, it's when technology becomes more intelligent to meet the needs of the user. Yes, right. right. And then I think along with, you know, apps, apps like we're building other stuff, virtual reality, those things, you know, trying to do virtual simulations, all that kind of stuff is going to become more and more prevalent um, in the learning and development field. But I also still think there will always be a place for that one-on-one coaching support as well, right? So, you know, figuring out what people need, providing them with that additional you know, uh, one-on-one personal support too can also be really effective, but it, it does boil down to adaptive learning, individual learning, just-in-time learning, micro, you know, micro learning. People don't have a lot of time. They need something. They want it quick. They want to be able to get it in five minutes or less and then go on about their day. And that really is just going to continue to accelerate more and more. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think what I'm going to say, it's, it's interesting because, you know, for this podcast, I really, I, I, you know, I want people to, you know, get the most uh, out of, out of you and out of your content. 
not you know intending it to be a commercial for the Revwork platform or the virtual right. coach. Uh, uh, app itself. However, I am going to tell our team to put this on our website as it relates to your particular uh, landing page, because what you've said is really, you know, the heart of the value of, of, of what we've produced together with you as, yeah. as the world leader in remote teams and us as the world leaders in, um, in behavior change and, mm -hmm. and, and culture transformation at scale, which is exactly what we need to be doing. So yeah. Um, having said that, Tara, just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share your insights, which obviously are more um, valuable now than ever. And I'm Denise Hummel, and that was Tara Powers. And this is the Leading Tomorrow podcast. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share today's conversation if you enjoyed it. And um, until next time, um, Tara, I can't thank you enough. This has thank been you. Been a pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.